This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, December 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. Showdown revives disaster aid. Trump signs bill and names names. Democrats target snap rule and biotech disclosure is set. Disaster aid revived in the spending showdown. Much of the government, including USDA, FDA, EPA, and the Department of Interior, could shut down at midnight unless Congress and President Trump could agree on a short-term spending bill. Those are among the departments and agencies that don't yet have their fiscal 19 funding bills. Meanwhile, farms in the southeast have renewed hope today that they could get disaster aid for crops and trees damaged by this year's hurricanes. A stopgap spending bill approved by the House last night on a near-party-line vote included the disaster aid as an enticement to win over Republican support. The GOP votes were needed to overcome Democratic opposition to the $5 billion in border wall funding that was included. The House bill would essentially extend disaster provisions that the Congress passed earlier this year for farmers hit by 2017 hurricanes. But it's not clear the disaster funding can survive the continued budget wrangling. And Georgia Representative Sanford Bishop, the top Democrat of the House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee, said the aid package was inadequate in part because it didn't raise limits on the crop damage that could be covered. The Farm Bill is now law. It's finally official. President Trump signed the new 2018 Farm Bill into law yesterday afternoon. But he put his own unique stamp on the ceremony in what must have been the most unusual opening to a farm bill signing ceremony, he arrived at the event to the theme song from Green Acres. Just a few minutes before, Trump had tweeted a clip of him singing the Green Acres theme at the Emmys ceremony. Cheers to all the farm group leaders who got singled out by President Trump at the farm bill signing. There was Zippy Duvall, president of the American Farm Bureau Federation. Where's Zippy? 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 Hi, Zippy. What a good name. Good job, too, said Trump. Also, Jimmy Music, president of the National Association of Wheat Growers. I love that name. You should be a singer with that name, right? Probably is, said Trump. And Chuck Connor, president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. Chuck, any relation to Chuck Connor, the great actor, huh? No. Well, he was pretty good. By the way, Trump singled out for praise the top Democrat of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Debbie Stabenow. She's tough, and she's smart, and does a great job. Senate Ag Chairman Pat Roberts was mentioned almost in passing. At one point, Trump said he worked very hard on behalf of Roberts and House Ag Chairman Mike Conaway to get the bill passed, because it meant so much to them, he said. Now, keep in mind... Roberts resisted administration and treaties to split with Stabenow and fight for tougher food stamp rules. Roberts also has been an outspoken critic of the president's trade policy. Trump needs GOP to defend SNAP rule. Anti-hunger groups and congressional Democrats are expressing outrage at the Trump administration's plan to make it much tougher for states to get waivers from work requirements in the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. The question is whether they can do anything to head off the new regulations, which are still in the proposal stage. Connecticut Democrat Rosa DeLauro, a member of the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, which controls USDA's budget, quickly introduced a bill to block the USDA plan. The USDA proposal, quote, is immoral at its core and betrays decades of bipartisan support for SNAP, she said. 
but her bill does little more at this point than send a message that she's likely to keep pressing the issue in the next Congress. Now, take note. She and other Democrats could try to use the appropriation process to stop the USDA rule from taking effect, but Republicans will still control the Senate next year, so they would have to go along. On this and many other issues, the Senate GOP will have to be the administration's firewall. Keep in mind, a second rule that would tighten SNAP eligibility rules is still in the pipeline. Commodity consumer groups divide over biotech disclosure. Major commodity groups and the American Farm Bureau Federation are applauding the final regulations for biotech food disclosure issued by USDA. The big news of the final rule, USDA decided that sugar and highly refined ingredients such as corn and soybean oil will be exempt from disclosure when the biotech DNA can't be detected in the product. Leading consumer advocacy groups say that shoppers expect those products to be labeled, and those organizations also say it's a mistake for USDA to mandate the use of the term bioengineered. The groups say consumers are much more familiar with terms such as GMO or genetically engineered. A group that has frequently sued USDA over its regulation of biotechnology, the Center for Food Safety, isn't ruling out going to court over the rule. CFS legal director George Kimbrell said the regulations will almost certainly lead to litigation, more state legislation, and efforts to amend the federal law. We will explore all legal avenues to ensure meaningful labeling and protect the public's right to know. Now keep in mind, the 2016 law that required USDA to write the regulations preempted state labeling laws, and there's unlikely to be much appetite in Congress for revisiting this issue. Biodiesel could be on Democrats' agenda. The top Democrat of the House subcommittee that writes tax law says he expects Congress to revive a group of expired tax credits, including the dollar-a-gallon subsidy for biodiesel. Texas Republican Lloyd Doggett said it's likely that something will be done on these extenders to continue them. Doggett also said he's been hearing from public transportation officials back in his Austin district who want to see the biodiesel credit extended. The House Ways and Means Committee crafted a multi-year extension and phase-out of the credit, but it's part of a tax bill that is likely to die in the Senate. China still buying more U.S. soy. USDA yesterday announced a new export sale of 204,000 metric tons of soybeans to China, showing that the country hasn't stopped snapping up the crop after months of shunning the oil seeds during the ongoing trade war. That sale brings the two-week total to more than 2.8 million tons. It may be a lot for just a handful of purchases, two of which have been for more than a million tons, but it's still only a tiny fraction of what China would normally buy this time of year. Here's today's He Said It. With the passage of the Farm Bill, we are delivering to farmers and ranchers who are the heart and soul of America all sorts of things that they never even thought possible. That the word of President Trump. Well, that is Daybreak for this Friday, December 21st. Now, here's an editor's note. Daybreak will take a break for the holidays. Daybreak will return on Monday, January 7th. The AgriPulse team wishes you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.